This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. I can't even tell you guys how blown away I am right now. It has been so much fun having these interviews, and it's been so great all the direct messages and uh, private messages on Facebook that you guys have been sending. So if you haven't, make sure you go to theinvestormindset.com, theinvestormindset.com and join the Insider Club where you can get great tips and tricks on how you can improve your mindset. I want to thank everyone who has dropped a review on iTunes, a five-star review, and who has hit that subscribe button. It really helps us reach more people. Let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Investor Mindset Podcast, lessons on mindset and motivation from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. I'm really excited here. I have a good friend of mine, Whitney Sewell, founder of LifeBridge Capital, who works with accredited investors in the multifamily space. He and his wife, Chelsea, have adopted two sons with their third adopted child on the way. He's invested in over 800 doors, valued at over $100 million. And he's done this in a super short time, guys. This is, it's really impressive. Uh, Whitney hosts the Real Estate Syndication Show, a daily podcast where he interviews experts on the cutting edge tools and strategies that they've used in their syndication business. And you got to check that out if you're interested in syndication. This podcast is just blowing up. Welcome to the show, Whitney. Pleasure to be here, Stephen. I appreciate you having me on. I'm really excited. I'm really grateful to have you here. I'm grateful to call you a friend and get to know you even more here. So one thing I know about you is that you have a pretty strong why on why you do all this real estate stuff. Tell us a little bit about that before we jump in. Yeah, so obviously, you know, you read the bio and my wife and I are in our third adoption process now. And most people have no idea that, uh, unfortunately, adopt- the process of going through that adoption process to bring a child home can cost anywhere from forty dollars to $60,000. And, and most families who would be great parents you know, or let's let's say you know there's a hundred and you know sixty roughly 160 million orphans worldwide, and there's lots of families who would love to be parents or would love to bring them home, uh, but you know when you say forty to sixty thousand, they'll say, well, Whitney, that's that's more than we make in a year, you know, or, or you know we just can't do that, and so that's that's where LifeBridge Capital uh, is committed fifty percent of our profits to helping those families, and so we want to be able to come along beside them and help them through the process, but also say if you'll commit, we you know we want to. Be be able to help financially as well. Wow. Wow. That's really awesome. It's, a, it's, it's important to have a strong why, guys. And you can tell that Whitney's really driven because it's something really close to his heart. So obviously you're hitting some success and you've really been growing in the investing field. So if, if we're going to take a look back, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? You know, that, that is such a, a big question. And, uh, and we all are shaped by by events that happened, you know, from even very young uh, to, uh, you know, even recent years. But uh, some big things that that really shaped me, or I, I know that shaped me, was military, law enforcement, you know, experience, and probably many experiences in those, uh, d- during that time, you know, helped shape me. Even before that, you know, I would say my 
parents, grandparents, you know, and many, many people that influenced me along the way. I was fortunate to have many, uh, many men in my life who were like fathers, uh, many different father figures and, and uh, that helped, you know, just helped me through different times of my life. And, uh, you know, when I had questions or, or whatever, whether, uh, whatever it may have been, um, you know, that it was really there for me. But ultimately, um, Thankfully now, you know, the Lord really helped shape me and shape who I am and, and is still shaping me. So Whitney, I have a question on that, actually. So you, you mentioned you have a, a number of different father figures and you had the luxury mm-hmm. of having different people teach you these things from a young age. What, what did you take away from that? You know, not everybody grows up with that same kind of upbringing, but what did that do for you? So uh, by having many different? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can relate. Yeah. I've had a number of different father figures throughout my life and you know, it changed the way that I think about a number of things, but it also gave me a lot of insight. And I could imagine you probably have some similar feelings. Very much so. And so I, what, what I found is like, it was, you know, there, there was somebody there uh, who was like a father figure for me when I was, you know, at different times or different ages, you know, for, so for different types of struggles maybe, or, you know, different types of um, things that I was involved in at that time growing up, whether it was when I was, when I was 16 to when I was 20 to when I was 25, there, there were different people that were uh, just key, you know, that I really trusted and became a, a just a solid friend uh, and, and mentor really uh, just personally, more of a personal mentor, uh, you know, but what I, what I really appreciate though, is that they, they seen value in me and and they seen value in spending time, uh, with me, you know, as well, you know, and, and, and I hope to be able to do the same in order to, to many others. Absolutely. So when you were growing up, were your parents separated? Uh, is that Mm -hmm. what kind of gave you that opportunity? It is. It is. Yep. I was about 14. My parents separated. And then that's, uh, you know, a lot of stuff stems from that, of course, uh, with lots of people. But uh, but it is. Uh, you know, after that, I had n- there was numerous uh, men that were, like I said, like father figure uh, that really helped me. So I feel like, note what I said there, guys, an opportunity. So a lot of people could look at anything as being a negative and they could come from this victim mentality. But you can see that Whitney here mm-hmm. has taken it as this is a this is a great opportunity for him to have some different experiences and to learn what he really appreciates. And it's probably a big reason why he's so focused on on that why. So tell us a little bit about your primary focus as an investor. What do you do? Yeah, so we're in the real estate syndication business and and so you know that that involves Putting lots of people together to purchase large commercial buildings, right? And so, um, you know, so we'll raise capital from investors, and and uh, we find value add or multifamily properties that are a hundred, hopefully a hundred plus units or more. And there's some type of problem, right? There's some type of uh, issue that that we can correct to raise the value of that property. And so then everybody, all the investors and us, get to gain from that uh, from that problem that we can fix. And that's uh, on a high level. That's that's no, what that, we're looking for. No, that's what we're doing. That makes that makes so much sense. So for those people who haven't heard about syndication, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about how that works. Yeah. So on a high level, you know, syndication is is as simple as getting lots of people together to get to buy a large, uh, uh, you know, apartment complex or community or commercial property, uh, you know, putting everybody together to make this happen where you couldn't, you wouldn't normally be able to do that by yourself. But by pulling all these people together, we can all benefit uh, at a lot larger scale um, by being able to, to build teams and, and bring all these people together to make a larger, much larger transaction happen. Absolutely. That makes sense. And what kind of assets are you focused on, Whitney? I'm focused on multifamily, uh, preferably 150 units or more, but at least 100. Yeah. Uh, so class B, uh, C plus, uh, you know, B, pl- B plus, something like that. 
All right. Okay. That makes sense. Well, why'd you end up going with multifamily? There's a lot of different choices out there. There are. And that's just, that was just what I was comfortable with initially. And that's just what my focus has been. And so I, you know, I can't say I'll never look at other asset classes, but that is, that's just my focus. And I, um, I want to be really good at that. I want to master that before I'm, I'm ready to venture into other things at this time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, everybody needs a place to live. And so, you know, it's not going away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of opportunities in the multifamily space. Some people say that it's overbaked. Some people say that it's one of those places where there's no more deals left. But you know, I've heard that in the single family world about three years ago before I got started, and uh, you know, we've done just fine ourselves. So you know, if we take another step back, looking back to the beginning of your career, you mentioned something when we were talking offline uh, that you had a pretty challenging first property. Tell us about that mm. one. Yeah. So when I was uh, uh, with, I was a police officer, Kentucky State Police, and and you know there were I noticed uh, when I first got hired, I would have done it for free. It was so much fun. Uh, but you know, after a couple of years, I started seeing guys retire that were making forty thousand dollars a year. You know, and and I just you know it just really started hitting me that wait a minute, you know, uh, they've been here this long, and. Uh, what do they have to look forward to, you know? And I, and I hate it for them, right? You know, I mean, I'm so thankful for those men and women that serve and protect us, uh, military as well. Uh, but, you know, they're pay, They're so underpaid. And so um, we wanted my wife to be able to stay at home. That was very important for us. And and, uh, and so, you know, um, you know, less than $40,000 a year, it was going to be pretty difficult. And so that, but that led me to looking for real estate, right? And so to look into real estate, uh, to, or to find something else to provide some income. And so, um, you know, I, I think that's when I'd read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or there was something like that that really opened my eyes to this thing called real estate. And I, I wasn't raised with entrepreneur, around entrepreneurs or, or anybody that was in real estate. Uh, but I really thought, okay, you know, there's so many people that have made wealth in real estate, uh, you know, and it's a, a much more stable investment. Um, and so I'm going to try it. So pretty quickly, I jumped in and bought two triplexes. And it was a massive learning experience. Um, you know, I... I uh, there was lots of mistakes that were made, but uh, you know, first one, I was just very gung ho, ready to do it, made it happen, and uh, you know, we purchased those, and and it was a, um, I mean, from beginning to end, it was just a major learning experience. So you know, didn't do proper due diligence, uh, you know, just simple things like I did, I did hire somebody to come and inspect the entire property. I went with him from the attics to the foundation and everywhere in between, and uh, to every outlet to, I mean, you know, every faucet, you know. However. Just things like, you know, I assumed that he was an expert, you know, in pretty much the entire property, right, on all the workings of it. Um, but something like uh, HVAC systems, well, yeah, he's going to make sure they're blowing hot air, <laughs> cold air. But, you know, is he an expert, you know, on this type of unit or how long it's probably going to last? And, you know, when's it, when is it going to have to be replaced? How much is that going to cost? And he was not. And so... Just some things like that that you know I didn't know going going into that property, and even things like understanding, uh, you know, just how much that that realtor, uh, you know, it, you know, things that they had, uh, not specifically that realtor, but you know, her and the the uh, and just I don't know the appraiser, just different ways that things are worded, different things, the ways that they do things that you don't really know, you know, when you're first brand new, uh, you know, or how to talk to them. So when you were getting started, you really didn't know almost anything. Uh, you were just kind of jumping in. <laughs> you thought, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to buy this property, and everyone else is telling me that it's going to be a great deal and it's going to really work out. It sounds like you know it didn't work out, but it, 
you must have made some money, right? Uh, I don't know that we made any money, but uh, we, we, I would say we we did sell the. Pro- we, we ended up moving. I took a different job at the time, and so we had to move. So we sold that property, but it was a, a long few years with that with that property specifically. Just the, I was doing all the management, all the repairs. I was still working, obviously full time. And uh, you know, the biggest loss, honestly, was um, the time with my new bride. I'd been mar- I was just married not too long before this, and uh, somehow we were still married. <laughs> so. <laughs> And, uh, but uh, but that was a I mean that was a big learning experience you know just all the way around um, but uh, but anyway learned a lot it, we didn't have a big loss of any kind so we're very thankful for that uh, but we didn't make a bunch of money either but we gained a lot of education that's for sure that that is that is so awesome that is so awesome well I'm glad that you ended up persisting because now now so many people even like me are able to learn from some of your experience yeah. No doubt, it's definitely persistence. You, you got to be persistent if you're gonna if you're gonna quit at the first uh, difficulty, then you're not gonna get very far. All right, Whitney. So you didn't make money on it, but it sounds like you don't really think about it as a negative. I mean, I feel like most people would have just given up. Why? Why didn't you just throw in the towel and go back to what you were doing? It sounds like you enjoyed being a cop. I enjoyed it, but I knew that that wasn't uh, the end all, be all. You know, being a cop, and and uh, and I'd actually taken another position, uh, which was a, a, really a promotion uh, from being a cop, and and so it made us move, and and so sold that property, uh, and while that uh, you know that property kind of did kind of uh, put a, a bad taste in my mouth a little bit, and, and probably my wife as well. Uh, and, you know, we weren't we weren't just ready to jump right back in. We had moved and wasn't sure how long we would be in that location where we were at. Um, and so I didn't jump right back in, but pretty quickly after we had decided to stay where we were at and, and plant some roots, uh, we had uh, we jumped back in and, and got some more or more real estate and and it got up to like a fifteen unit property and uh, which you still have, but. You know, once I got to that property, it was more like, you know, where, where am I going with this? How, how can I grow this a lot more? And then I started to learn about syndication. You know, it wasn't really till then that I'd ever even heard of the ter- of the words real estate syndication. You know, all together, and, and that's where I was like, okay, you know, I uh, I started just digging into that and found out that okay, this is a business model that I can grow really fast and and be more of a professional business as a, as opposed to trying to find more single family homes or more duplexes or triplexes or or whatever. Yeah, it's funny because I've been doing the single family game for two years, you know, done 150, 160 plus transactions. And one thing that I realized was it's a great business and it's a business that a lot of people should stay focused on 100%. But I'm, I'm having some of the same feelings as you where I think, okay, bigger is better. You know, it takes the same, I've built this big team. I've got all these people working towards the same goal. I'm really responsible for all these people's income. Uh, for their own ability to hit their own goals, and and I think that through you know going and doing bigger deals, we can we can do a lot better together. So talk to me about building teams for you because if if I understand correctly, you're still working full time while doing that kind of volume. That's right, still working full time, and uh, still doing the, you know while doing the daily podcast and doing uh, the syndication business and raising capital and and uh, it's a, a very full schedule. Uh, but you know your team, just like you're talking about, it is so crucial. Um, you know whether it's the the team on the ground that's doing due diligence and asset management, or uh, the part of the team that's doing the underwriting, or or even just my team uh, for the podcast alone. I mean, I've had you know four to five VAs that do something almost every day for the sh- podcast. And you know, even even building a team like that, um, you know, it's just I couldn't do any of this without without 
great teams. That's that's incredible. So on the on the podcasting front, you've been interviewing and connecting with some of the best syndicators around the country. What are what are like one or two things that you've really taken away that you're applying in your business on a daily basis now? Uh, and a lot of people ask, well, you know, who's the favorite one or whatever. And that's really hard to just pick somebody out. But uh, but you know, I would say, I mean, accumulative over interviewing so many people, uh, just like you're doing, uh, you're going to learn so much by being able to just ask them questions, anything you want. But I mean, personally, I just think it, I I mean, more than just specific ways, it's helping me grow. It's helped me grow uh, personally and professionally, uh, but more so uh, through the networking and, uh, you know, just, you know, I wouldn't know you probably if it wasn't for. Well, we had dinner a few times, but uh, you know, at an event. But uh, uh, but meeting these people uh, that are that are so much further ahead in the industry and being able to ask questions of uh, of the, you know the types of deals they're doing and why and and uh, some of those are just key things or whatever I'm dealing with right now. You know, I may you know lean on those questions during those interviews. You yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's. Yeah, it's convenient, right? But but also it's providing value to the listeners. Um, you know, so there, there's so many things that I've I've learned from the podcast. Um, but whether it's even from building that team and 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 helping them grow and and even changing team members as I've had to do recently uh, to uh, more details, you know, into this syndication business specifically. Yeah, it sounds to me. If this is my takeaway, and you you can build on it if you will. It sounds to me like what you've done is you've set up a way for you to be able to model and connect with some of the best real estate investors from around the country and that every single day you're taking in new information and you're putting yourself in a position where you have to take in that new information and you have to apply new things because you're kind of you're out in the public sphere and and you're you're talking with these folks. Is that kind of what you're doing? No doubt. I mean, you know, any kind of thought leadership platform is, I mean, it's, it's a must almost now if you want to be, or if you want to have much faster success, uh, you know, just being able to reach that many people. It's so many people I've interviewed, they, they wouldn't have picked up the phone to talk to me. You know, however, if I can provide value to them, if I can promote them to my network and, and you know, it, 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 they, then they want to be on the show, Right. You know, so and then I get this time with them, uh, and so it does. But it makes me prepare. It makes me learn every day. It makes me uh, just take in new content uh, constantly, right? Personally, and to be able to provide value to everybody that's listening all at the same time. So I feel like persistence is a pretty consistent theme when I'm talking with you here. You started out, you failed. You don't call it failure because you're you're an achiever. Just the same way I wouldn't call it failure. It's an opportunity to learn. You started jumping into things. Things were working out. They're not working out. You're in a job, but you're just not going to give up. You know, what's the secret to standing out and succeeding if you're going to give some advice to somebody who wants to fall in your footsteps? Yeah, consistent action. Uh, you know, I know we've all heard that, right? You know, and we get stuck on this like this massive action thing. You know, everybody says massive action, but it doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't even have to be a daily podcast. You know, it, and I, I tell most people, uh, you know, don't make it something that's so so difficult that that you won't do it. You know, but but you got to want it, right? I mean, you got to be able to go, or, you know, have the desire to go after it. And I just find most a lot of people won't won't get off the couch. They won't change their habits, right? They won't they won't go after it. They won't go get it. And I, I want to say, what are you waiting for? You know, what are you waiting for? And that wasn't always my my mentality or my my thought process. You know, or maybe to some extent, but not in real estate. You know, I, my eyes weren't open to that yet. Uh, but military, law enforcement, all those things, I think, helped me to have that that drive. 
drive and just the mentality of, you know, of not giving up. But you can't give up. It's going to be difficult. Even if you start a different career, guess what? You're going to have the same, some of the same struggles. And if you're just going to quit again, it's, you know, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, that's so, that's so strong. When you think about investing, what, what's the kind of the mindset that you bring to the table when you're going into a new deal? Maybe, maybe a new deal that you've done uh, with some new partners or a deal that you've never seen before in your life? So yeah, I mean any kind of new deal, especially new partners, and and uh, I mean the the team is most crucial, just like we've talked about. Uh, and so the, I don't care how good a deal it is, the team is the most important part. And if it's a if it's a team that I don't know, then I'm going to have to spend some time getting to know them before I'm ever going to partner on a deal. Because uh, how they you know it could be just the the best deal you've ever seen, but if they're not good operators, it, it doesn't matter how good the deal is, and and vice versa. Uh, so the team is most important. You know. A really good team can make a, a bad deal good uh, most of the time, or, you know, or they're not going to get into it in the beginning. Um, and so, team is is ultimately the yeah the first thing, and then obviously market and the deal, and there is all kinds of things that are going to make a deal work or not. So, how do you go about knowing that you are working with a good team? Well. As you've heard, track record. Most people are going to do background checks, you know, all those things. Uh, but ultimately, I, I want to I want to go spend some time with them, you know, like go on a hike with that person, you know, or you know, like and camp out, <laughs> you know, just the stories like and the, you know, you're going to learn a lot of learn learn a lot about that person, um, you know, by doing that and spending some time. I, you know, a, a guy that I'm partnering with on, on some stuff now, you know, I've stayed at his house a, a few nights, you know, and it just you know, spending time with his whole whole family. Family, you know, and guess what? They they want to do the same thing to me because they're vetting me the same way, you know. But it's just it's really good, just even how they interact with their kids, you know, not just in a professional setting, but you know, just it's just seeing how they live life just tells you a lot, and and that, that's gonna that's gonna be it could be a game changer, you know. They they could be putting on a good front while you're sitting at the at Starbucks, you know, talking about real estate. But let's go home and let's let their let's let their kid, you know, pick at them a little bit and see how they respond, you know. Just things like that. See who they are. It's so much more important than than whether they've they just understand this business inside and out. If, if they're not somebody you want to partner with personally, then you know go somewhere else. Yeah, I think that's so strong. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it really comes down to. Is if you're going to partner with somebody, it's like a marriage. I mean, you're really locking into a contract with them that you know, frankly, is a uh, maybe it's even a little bit harder to leave than a marriage sometimes if you're in a 50-50 partnership because it it costs a lot of money, but it's also a lot of headache. So you want to make sure that you're linking up with somebody who's going to be a good fit for the long term, you know? And even if they're only a good fit for the short term, that you've set really clear expectations, you know who they are because you don't want to get in bed with a crook or you don't want to get in bed with, you know, somebody who's just not going to share the same kind of values or care about the same kind of things because you're going to end up working with them quite a bit. No doubt. You're going to be, it is a marriage. I mean, it's, you're, you don't have rings, but you are tied. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So what are some of your keystone habits? What are some of the things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that you think are a, a really big part of what makes you who you are? Oh, I like that. And it's a good question. And, you know, one thing, one thing that changed for me when I started, well, I guess when I, when I really set my mind on pursuing the syndication business and growing this and just hitting it really uh, as hard as I could, because uh, I had another business uh, in addition to my, my day job at the time uh, that, was, that was going really well and that was pretty successful uh, for me anyway. And, but I decided to cut that off completely. I, I, got, I stopped that altogether so I could focus on real estate. 
so at that time I was reading some books and, and one at that one book at that time was uh, the miracle morning mm. uh, by uh, Hal Elrod and uh, and and so anyway just some things in that book you know helped me to think about just my morning routine and just the importance of you know being up early I was already up early but just really uh, structuring that time so I can be more purposeful and I can't say I always do that uh, but I do try to make sure that those you know that you know I'm up early uh, that I'm my time is more structured or I have a time of reading and studying and you know you know first thing in the morning just th- you know praying about my day and, and getting my mind right and I understand the importance. Like I said, I can't say I do it every day, but I, that is my goal. Um, but then, you know, whether from that, even things like, um, and my wife really helps me with this, but but eating good foods. You know, like I, I've learned that by eating junk foods, I guess what I can't think is clear, you know, and I can't perform near, near as well. Uh, and so, you know, changing those types of habits have helped me to be a lot more healthy, but, but just help, it helps me all together. And so, you know, even now I can have a, a conversation and, and my mind to be more clear. I won't have like brain fog, you know? Uh, and so just really changing those things that may seem small, but it's those small things that just amount into really big things. Um, but yeah, that and uh, time blocking, I would say has been another thing, getting very, trying to be very organized organized with my time and it's still a struggle. Uh, but, uh, but you know, when you can time block, then you can mentally be where you're supposed to be instead of sitting at the dinner table and, and worrying about whatever the emails that are coming through, you know? And so when I know that this time is set for that, then it helps me to, to be in that moment, especially when it's family time. Yeah. Isn't it incredible how, when you eat the right things, you're able to work a lot harder. You're able to think a lot better. You're able to feel a lot better and just be overall much happier. No doubt. Uh, my, my family has experienced it firsthand. That's a whole nother story. We could do a whole podcast on about eating, uh, especially if my wife was in here. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> we'll save that uh, you know, one just for like, another day. I, I love that. Yeah, but just being able to think more clearly and be more energized, going less sleep, all those things. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's jump into the growth fire round, uh, which is not actually that fire. It's not that fast, but we're going to rapid fire through these. What's a book that's impacted your life the most or one that you're the most excited about right now? Hmm. Um, I mean, the Bible is definitely the one that's impacted me the most um, as far as in, you know, specifically in business. You know, the one recently that I, that I have read is, is uh, I was looking at the, the Road Less Stupid. And it's one that I recommend. I don't know if you've read it, but, uh, no, but I, I really, uh, it was just some, some key things that uh, uh, just about running a business and working with team members and, and uh, it, it was really good, but, but I like to, you can go to any chapter and it's kind of like its own information. You don't have to go straight through, you know, if there's specific things you want to read about. Oh, that's great. A little choose your own adventure. Right. That's awesome. So from a purpose perspective, tell me, Whitney, why do you do what you do? Um, I mean, like I shared in the beginning, our big why, you know, is, is to really help families that are in the adoption process. And, and I'll share too, if, if there's a listener who, um, who has said, oh, you know what, my, my spouse and I have always wanted to adopt, um, you can reach out to me and my wife and I will schedule a call with you to answer any, any questions we have. We try to offer that and have done that with many people in the real estate industry. You know, they hear about that and they're like, oh, you know, we'd love to know more about that. And, and, uh, and so we're happy to answer questions about, uh, you know, just from our experience. and But we want to help, you know, as many children be placed in homes as we can. Yeah, that's so powerful. And anyone who is in that position should really take Whitney up on it. I know that he truly means that from the bottom of his heart. Final question here. Who is a mentor that's inspired you to live your best life every day, Whitney? Mm. You know, 
you have so many mentors, right? You know, and you, you may have a mentor that is, um, um, you may have a mentor that was specifically for real estate, right? Or you may have a mentor who's specifically for like personal growth, you know, or you may, you know, different types of mentors, yep, you know, but, uh, you know, when you say like yeah, my best life every day, I was thinking, thinking about how growing up, I would say uh, my my mother was always the one that said, no, you know, she was always the encourager, always, you know, whatever I set my mind on, she was always behind me, uh, you know, so, but but I, but I now, you know, like where I'm at in, in my life now, I, I would have to say, I would have to say my wife, you know, if it's, if it's somebody that's every day, then it's definitely her. Um, you know, I've got a real estate mentor, a different, numerous mentors in real estate, but uh, living my best life every day, well, I don't talk to them every day. You know, Yeah, but, but just uh, somebody who inspires you to live your best life every day. But it's great that you have a, a wife and a partner, somebody who you get to share life's experiences with, and that's really kind of pushing you in that right direction. I could imagine that's really strong. On the, uh, on the real estate and mindset front, who is somebody that comes to mind? Um, I mean, specifically in real estate, it'd be Joe, Joe Fairless. Um, he's been a, a mentor of mine and, and friend, and, and he's uh, been a really good mentor and pushed me in this business. And what's Joe been able to do for you, and, and how has he helped you kind of accelerate your own growth? I think just knowing that uh, he's there to answer questions, especially when I was first getting started, you know, just uh, somebody that's that experienced in the industry. Um, if uh, I just think it, it gives you so much more confidence having someone like that to uh, that you can email or call or, or text or you know just when you have a question. It's one of the things that I think we should all take away from this is that you know we're all on this path and there's people who are behind us and looking to fall in our footsteps and there's people who are well ahead of us, you know, people who we look at as, as an inspiration. And so if we can help just share that little bit of advice with somebody else who's planning on going the same direction that we have, uh, we really get to help accelerate their ability to go out and do the things that they really care about. It sounds like Joe's been able to do that for you. Yeah, and I would say that I'm the type, just like on that first property, okay, I'm ready to jump in and just let's make it happen, right? You know, I'm on, I'm on that, that ruck march, you know, I'm just going to keep going, right? I'm just going to, my feet are blistered, but I'm just going to keep making it happen to keep going, you know? However, there could be an easier way. Guess what? A truck just came by, <laughs> you know, let's hit a ride, right? <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I'm ready to get you to run or to make it happen, but I find that, you know, running on that treadmill, I'm not going anywhere, right? You know, so I'm ready to work really hard, but having a mentor or somebody like Joe, you know, just kind of give me some direction, you know, well, let's, let's think about these things or, you know, have you done this, you know, and so, okay, giving me some kind of a plan or roadmap, that, that was key. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those who don't know Joe Fairless, he has a podcast called The Best Ever Real Estate Investing Podcast. It's, it's great. You guys should check it out. It's also a daily podcast. He's got a lot of great guests on there. So Whitney, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for sharing a little bit about your story and kind of why you do what you do and what you're out there working towards today. Where can other people find out more about you or get in touch with you, Whitney? lifebridgecapital.com, Lifebridge Capital. You can also email me, Whitney, at Lifebridge Capital, and I'm happy to uh, schedule a call with you and help you any way I can. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it was really great getting to talk with you here, Whitney. I appreciate you spending some time with us and sharing a little bit about your story, and uh, I look forward to the next time that we can uh, get together. My pleasure, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club. 
where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 